All right, guys. Al Soto here, Below the Belt Show, special interview time. Uh, had to get a good friend of ours back on Below the Belt Show, actress extraordinaire Rebecca Kennedy. She's got an amazing film to promote that's available on demand at all your favorite platforms, including Amazon. Um, it's a film called Los Angeles. Among Rebecca, we have Mitch Temple, the writer and director. As, yes! Woohoo! And we also have Tony, Tony uh, on the line as well. Tony uh, Bonaventura. Hey, Paisan. Hey, how you doing? Huh? <laughs> Good to have you, Paisan. <laughs> Thank you All so right. much for having us. Absolutely, yes. I wanted to watch the film this morning, so it was fresh in my mind. But um, you know what? Such a wow! It's it's, it's art. It's um it's drama. It's it, it captures so many. There's some comedic aspects to this film, and most importantly, it's a very unique story. So uh, let's start with the story first of all, Mitch. If you could tell us a little bit about what um, went behind the script, um, inspirations for the story. Um, again, very unique, uh, very cool, crazy film uh, that I really, really enjoyed. Yeah, so um, I grew up in a small town um, in the central part of, of California called Merced, which uh, Rebecca and Tony know, know pretty well at this point. They spent a lot of their time there. Um, and we shot it there. We shot a little bit here in Los Angeles, and, and then we, um, we shot a lot of the, the, the scenes in Merced in my hometown, kind of faking that as that, that trip across the South. And um, I guess Tony's character was the, the one who was kind of most inspired by um, guys who I saw growing up. You know, it wasn't, a, it, it was, um, wasn't a, an easy place to live, you know, growing up. It was for me, but it wasn't for everybody. About 50% of the counties on welfare and um, a lot of poverty in that area, but surrounded by these beautiful agricultural areas and, and, you know, kind of picturesque vistas on the way to the Sierra Nevadas and all that kind of stuff. So it's got that kind of tinge of, of beauty and kind of um, roughness and edge to it. Um, and Tony kind of knocked it out of the park as far as um, the type of person who kind of grew up on the fringes of, of that place and, and was marginalized um, in that in that town and in our culture um, and has that kind of heart of gold. And um, Jojo's character is a little bit probably more based on, you know, I grew up Catholic. My mom's really devout Catholic. She said, I know what that's like. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, she, Bless uh, me, Father, for I have sinned. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So my mom sent the, sent the three of us. I got an older sister and an older brother, and, and she sent the three of us to Catholic school, and she's, she saw the movie, and she's asked for a refund. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she, so, wants cut. she wants her cut of the proceeds. Of the that's right. Of the film. <laughs> so a lot of that kind of ideology and symbology um, uh, of how I was raised um, can kind of be seen through that Jojo character um, and, and what she brings, that type of um, innocent abroad, so to speak. Um, uh, and then, you know, I can't you, you saw it. You saw Rebecca yourself as far as like, that's a weird. That's a tough, you know, I, I she has no lines. Right. And so for her to have for her to embody that for her to be kind of incarnate of that kind of spirit and that type of um, character was just phenomenal. Um, so I, you know, I, I can't thank these two enough for, for bringing hey, that hey, story Mitch. to life. Hey Mitch, can you hear me? Can you guys yeah, hear me? I got you. Yeah, we got yeah, you. It's, it's uh, you know, it's really amazing about what Rebecca did with Jojo because, you know, 
we all know we've all seen if we've seen the film we know that yes it was written she has no lines but she says the most throughout the whole film and i you know watching it you know when you when you shoot it you kind of forget the how the scenes played out you, you forget a lot not that you want to forget it but you just life happens and you kind of forget what you shot and when i watched it again you know to see this you know, I mean, look at her face. It's just she's got this like precious face always. Yeah, it's amazing because she's in horror movies. And with a <laughs> yeah. when she told me that, I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? I was like, like I'm known for a different genre. I was like, yeah. Yeah. An angelic face that is like the devil. Yes. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But what, but what I was saying is, you know, she says her character said, and so does Rebecca, because Rebecca is definitely in Jojo uh, without any doubts, I believe. And, you know, she says so much throughout the film and it's really, uh, you know, there's this, you know, there's always like, if there's a twinkle in her eyes when she says things with her, she doesn't really speak with her hands, even though she does, but she says so much with her face and it was a real treat to work with her. And, you know, I, my hat's off to her because I, you know, thankfully I did have lines. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't know how I would be able to uh, express everything that she does throughout. Well, well I, yeah, well, let's let's get the audience a little up to speed on the synopsis of the film, um, your characters, um, because I definitely want to dive a little deeper into the, the non-speaking mute character of Jojo. But uh, Mitch or Rebecca, you want to take it away on a little, little synopsis of what we're looking at in Los Angeles? Rebecca, why don't you? We've talked too much. <laughs> No, you're good. Uh, well, I'm just going to read it right off the thing because I think it's it, it sums it up perfectly. Los Angeles is the story of Jojo, a young mute who thinks she hears God calling her to save the baby Jesus. She packs up five angels in a shine kit and takes a one-way trip to Tampa, Florida, where she's picked up by Cash, an escaped convict. The two hit the road with the FBI on their tail. And what happens next? You have to watch to find out. Wow. All right. So let's just go into this Jojo character, Rebecca. How did you prepare for this particular character? Um, and uh, what are the challenges of portraying a deaf character? I mean, everything, all your emotion has to be done with your hands and your facial features uh, without speaking. Does it become a little more difficult? I mean, obviously, I know you played, you know, characters have been abducted, drug addicts, crazy characters uh, <laughs> uh, in your career, but uh, what went behind uh, preparing for this role? Uh, yeah, so I want to point out that she's not deaf, just for anyone that's listening. Um, she can hear, she just is, is uh, chooses not to speak. So I just want to uh, make that di differentiation for anyone that hasn't seen the film yet. Um, and I also want to uh, thank you to Mitch and Tony for your kind words. Um, obviously, I feel the same about you, which I want to talk about later. Um, as far as preparation goes, you know, we <laughs> this question is asked a lot, which is a great question. And honestly, the preparation wasn't any different than any other character. I still had to do all the actor stuff that, you know, we love to do. Um, you know, all the answering all the questions about who am I, where am I, what do I want, uh, my objective, all of that stuff doesn't change. It's just more, which we should be doing anyway as actors, listening. <laughs> um, that I think sometimes when when we have lines, we forget. Um, it, sometimes it turns into like waiting for your line. Um, but this character, because I didn't have any, I really had to listen a ton more than I sometimes forget, remember to, um, because that's all I had was listening to Tony, listening to the different characters. Um, 
which Tony, you know, he should give himself a ton of credit because working with him was so lovely. It was, it was so easy um, just to kind of do whatever I wanted to do. And he, he would feed off that. He was, he was wonderful to work with. Um, yeah. You know, it's just, it's not much different. Did, did you take away her lines now, Al? I know. Yeah. You, you just Can went. You not became, hear me? You became we got JoJo. You now. We got you now. Oh, yeah, so you became I'm JoJo sorry. for a slight yeah. second. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know where I where I cut off. <laughs> I think you so pretty much covered uh, that, yeah, that aspect. Yeah, the last bit. The last yeah, no, bit. I, no, I was just saying I wish I had some um, some clever response um, to that question, but it's it's more or less just figuring out, you know, what what she wants and listening and, uh, you know, responding with with the face and the body. Right. Okay. And what was the decision not to do ASL? What, why, uh, why was JoJo's character not well versed in American Sign Language? Out of curiosity, it, it, it goes it goes to her um, stubbornness and and okay. her uniqueness. And it's a good question, Al, because um, you know I'm not sure you know, on your show how much of the plot you want to cover, but there's a tricky kind of situation with JoJo's character and and what mm -hmm. she goes through. Okay. And the, the uh, kind of the spine of the story has to be Jojo's willful, willfulness. Um, and if, and if Rebecca didn't pull that off with that stubbornness and that sense of will and that, you know, personal authenticity beyond anything else, then the, the movie collapses 100%. There's, there's some moral ambiguities and ambivalences that, that uh, Rebecca was able to pull off because she kind of embodied that willfulness of somebody who says, no, I don't want your language. I make up my own language. I don't want to, I do what I want to do. Um, and I, I walk this path, my, I walk my own path, my own way, you know, whether it's her caretaker, whether it's cash or whether it's anybody else that she comes across that type of, um, that type of character for, for, sorry for the, the pun, but that type of, you know, character in her, was critical to the story. Wow. And let's uh, talk a little bit about Tony's character. Uh, Cassius, Cash, Littlefield, escaped convict. What was your crime, Cassius? <laughs> oh, man, the list is long. Uh, I think I think there was some car thefts in there. And okay. uh, some just, you know, what? that's the funny thing is, you know, you ask about Cassius, uh, you know, past crimes and, I, you know, I always saw Cash as this kind person, um, stupid, and got mixed up with the wrong <laughs> things. And I think, you know, Mitch, going back to uh, how this whole conversation started, he was talking about Merced. And I've never been to Merced before and, until I met him and we went up there and, and, and shot it. But I could see what he was speaking of, uh, you know, but the, I think Cash... He's not a – I don't think he's a mean person. I think he's kind, and his kindness has gotten him into trouble, and also his stupidity and his lack of, you know, money, his lack of education. You know, I mean, I mean, let's face it, Cash is not the brightest bulb in the bunch. Right. But I think, but I think he always had good intentions, if that makes sense, even though he does have a rap sheet, you know. Okay. Cash was clever enough to know that JoJo was helping him escape. <laughs> uh, you know, from getting to city to city. So let, let's talk about this, uh, pretty much this goose chase between uh, the FBI and uh, JoJo and Cash. You start in Tampa, and then you go to New Orleans, Austin, Nashville, Albuquerque, Phoenix, 
and then the West Coast, San Diego, Los Angeles. Um, I'm not sure, were you actually doing this uh, in those actual cities, or were you able to somehow create the feel of different cities in the uh, movie magic man. movie, movie magic. magic that's what I, okay that's right. <laughs> so all those were locations in merced um yeah you know the barbecue pit there we got there with the with the pig that um she's praying to that's that's um that's tampa you know we got uh the branding irons fakes out as austin we got oh and it fits so well <laughs> yeah right it looks like texas yeah i was like oh this is texas oh yes. yeah i was yeah. told that was austin texas no doubt <laughs> yeah, so that was, you know, and, and that's also, I, you know, that I, I, I want to say thank you to the people and the places of and the businesses of, of Merced. And Tony pointed this out a number of times, man. He was like, look, these people are in your corner, man. And, and you can feel that love that they have to just, you know, say, OK, you know, it, it's like hospitality um, that, you know, they gave us all those locations for free. And, you know, we had no kind of no location budget. So um, and, oh, wow. and we pulled it off. You know, those places look beautiful because they are real places. You know, you feel the texture of those places because, you know, I've probably had a thousand drinks in the Branding Iron Bar, you know, like, um, so, and, and, the, and the, the, and RC is another business owner there in Merced and he's got a couple of bars and he let us into one that faked as, as New Orleans. And, and then I said, Hey man, you look too good to be always behind the camera. Can you be behind the cash register of this one scene? In this mini market, he's like, okay, I'll give it a shot. Um, so he appears, you know, one of the location owners appears later on um, opposite Tony as Tony's buying a couple of grape sodas. Wow. So some of the casting had to do with just the, the, the business owners of the bartenders from these establishments. Which and, is pretty interesting. Yeah, you make what you can when you're yeah. filming in 16 days or whatever we shot it in. And, and um, you know, these two are pros, right? And, and you saw it on screen, but... You know, we have a, a it's a it's a kind of a big ensemble for a run and gun feature. So I leaned on about so I have a producing partner in Merced named Joe Brown and Joe Brown. He wrangled about 33 percent of the cast from people who he, he he's he's doing theater with on a regular basis. Oh, so, wow. okay. you know, they, he, he's and the casting process in L.A. was brutal. Right. It's just brutal to be an actor. It, al it always is. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about the casting journeys for Rebecca and Tony for landing your roles? <laughs> well, from my I'm perspective, all... it was easy, but I can't speak for Mitch. Um, I, I knew the casting director, uh, Kelly, he uh, called me up and was like, I have this script that I think you would love. Uh, please audition. And so I was like, I read it and I was like, I'm in. I thought it was so weird and quirky and beautiful and interesting yeah. and i thought jojo was the same and i so desperately wanted to tell her story so when i got to go into audition i was i was thrilled and then i was i was cast so it was really kind of relatively easy for my my end of it wow almost handpicked well no but i mean well i mean well as soon as I, I she, as, as soon she came it, in but... the room it was over i mean it was, <laughs> wow. it was pretty close you know there was there was some debate with other characters. Um, I think Tony, there was there was one other guy that that um, was was a regular on TV, and and it was kind of between him and this other guy. And my brother and I, so so Kelly Knox cast um, um, a, a, the lead, some about a handful of the lead roles, and it's again, and he's he's like, hey, listen, with your budget, I can't. You got a lot of people in here. Let me just cast these kind of half dozen lead roles that you got, and then. Um, you know, so my brother was helping me out on, you know, once Kelly's contract was done, he's like, good luck. I mean, 
Good luck. So I had to get the Merced players from Joe, right. Joe Cast Merced players. And then it was, um, by the time we, we had to, I, it was Tony's roles, this other guy who was regular on TV and he was, boom, he was polished and he's good. And then my brother and I were just captivated. And my brother's like, man, you could hang a whole film on that dude's eyes. He's like, that dude's just got charisma coming out of him. He's like, I don't think he reads your script, but like, he, he's, and, and Tony did take most of my lines as suggestions <laughs> as we were shooting. Okay. Um, but you oh, can't, cool. you know, I was talking to him earlier today. You can't fake talent, man. He's just got it. He's just got it coming out of him, this talent. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah, it made uh, it really easy to act off of. I mean, that's, you know, they say like making a film is like 99% casting. And it's like, if you cast well, then the work is, the work is there. The work is done. I just had to show up and look and pay attention. Wow. But can I add something to that, Al? I mean, yeah, absolutely. The, the, I think the 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 movie, you know, so I, I I cut a version of this and then had to go back and do pickups. And the the defining element between the pickups when I was showing this rough cut to people, they're like, it's you got everything's on them, right? Because it's a sprawling story. It's got a lot of these other char characters and they've got kind of subplots going along. And they're like, get rid of all that. Get back to them because the chemistry between these two. So, and I think that's something that, that should be um, pointed out specific to these two actors, because I could cast somebody to play Jojo who's right. And I could cast somebody to play Cash who's right. But if those two don't have that chemistry that these two people brought to each other for each other, and you know, like that type of camaraderie that they had, and, and I'll, I'll be honest, like, they had it, they made it, they did it themselves. And I was part of it and got to witness and camera guys right there too. But that was not, you can't, you can't mix those ingredients. They had, they did that themselves. And I feel like you see their chemistry together between their, those two actors and, and the love and the care they had for each other's effort and role. And I think that that's the magic that we all got treated to myself included. It's just like, woof. Um, that that can't be willed. I have to agree with you. I have to agree with you. The the chemistry is off the charts, and uh, just the two of you just work so well together. Yeah, best acting do tandem. <laughs> do, you mind, uh, do you mind if I piggyback off of what Mitch just said? Yeah. So yeah, you know the the biggest thing for me, uh, more so not the casting stuff, but more so working with Rebecca. And, you know, I don't think a lot of people understand uh, sometimes how it is uh, when you are working on location with a not a lot of time, not not a big budget. I mean, one of the things Mitch told me when I did get the part was he sold his house and all of the money is going towards this film. So that put a little bit of pressure. Uh, oh, wow. That put a little bit of pressure on, I think, both of us. I don't know if you told Rebecca that, but he definitely told I, me I that. I found out after. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't know. <laughs> so, there was, so there was that pressure along with just, you know, everything else. But uh, the one thing I always wanted, the, first and foremost, was for Rebecca to trust me uh, in every second of every scene that we worked together. And that started out, you know, before we even started acting i mean you have to trust the person you're in the scene with and you have to trust yourself enough to be vulnerable to allow yourself to be vulnerable around them 
And, you know, I, I don't know how Rebecca feels about this, but she allowed me to definitely be vulnerable in the times when I either thought I needed to be or she would, you know, kind of pull me to the side and like nudge me and say, hey, this is where you need to, you know, like, you know, bring it. And and I, I valued that, you know, I learned a lot working with her, actually, uh, in front of the camera and behind the camera. I mean, she is uh, an, an, act, an actress's actress, for sure. Wow. Those are awesome. Those are awesome words. Wow. Look at that support, Rebecca. Wow. Well, same, because you, like you said, you do, <laughs> have, you do have to feel safe. If you don't, uh, there is a wall that goes up and you can see it. You can feel it. It doesn't like Mitch talked about the chemistry, you can't have it if you don't trust the other person. And and like Mitch said, looking, just looking in his eyes, he has beautiful eyes, just really nice eyelashes, which I looked at a lot during the filming. Because, <laughs> you know, my coach is always like, if you don't know the person, find something immediately that you love about them before you know them. And it was like, he has amazing eyes. I will just look there. Okay. <laughs> so. Mitch, well, did it cross you. your mind for the characters to fall for each other? Yeah, it did. You know, that's, you know, it's a few, I wrote and rewrote and, um, the script at least a dozen times. Um, oh, interesting. Okay. and there's, and, and there, and there is that kind of idea, right? Like, should they fall in love? Um, and, um, I just felt like that, that would have been kind of an easy, um, default and what, what, other type of relationship could be more interesting and 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 who's to say they don't fall in love but does it have to look like a romantic fall in love like don't like if you don't think that these characters love each other by the end of the film then i failed but it doesn't look like fall in love like oh and now we have a budding relationship and let's move into an apartment and split rent you know like it doesn't have to look you know that i think they love each other um, but I didn't, I just wanted to, pl- I didn't want it to kind of fall into the, that kind of oh, romantic trap. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the, in this situation with these two uh, characters that are just completely opposites, but also very much alike with their views of the world, I think their views of uh, their own kind of powers that they possess within themselves and how they share that, how they decide to share that with the world. Um, and even if you're bad, you still have powers, by the way, <laughs> but because cash is a lot more bad than uh, Jojo. But I think, you know, in this situation, a trust is was more important than love. Um, and if you don't have trust, then you, you certainly uh, in any kind of relationship, I never saw it as a romantic you know, the uh, Hallmark TV relationship with JoJo. I always saw it as, and, you know, and this goes back to even my, my truth, you know, Tony, is I, I had to earn her trust and I wanted more than anything for her to trust me. And I think at the end of the film, you know, when these two characters, they finally separate from each other, um, you know, I think maybe the audience, at least I was, you know, I'm left scratching my head, is like, well, will, will these two people ever see each other again? And whether they, they do or not, I would, without a doubt, say that they left the biggest impression on each other's lives if they never saw yeah. each other again. Yeah. And that's, I, I got, that, that's the relationship I, I felt. Okay. Yeah. And I, well, I, I got I to gotta credit Rebecca real quick because yeah. in the end, 
he, you know, she's saying, I, I'm, I'm going. And her caretaker, Samson's like, am I ever going to see you again? And she's like, I don't know. And she, and he's like, where are you going? And she says, I don't know. Oh, did I spoil it right there, Al? You can cut no, that No, you, that's okay. No, I, <laughs> but I, I, just, I wasn't sure how far we could get into the spoilers, uh, but I did want to talk about the angels. I want to, I want to, but I do want to say that. So then we, we do an insert shot of um, the bottle, the bottle cap. Right. And, and Tony, you know, Tony's got, a, you know, Tony's a grape soda uh, or cash. His character is a grape soda um, aficionado. Um, and, and it's Rebecca who said, Hey, listen, I want a shot of that bottle cap, you know, cause he's, he's buying those grape sodas. And I want to, I want a shot of that to kind of show, you know, what's in her heart as she embarks on this new chapter of her life. So, you know, hats off to, to her writing that scene. Mostly, you know, she's, between the two of them, she's the one who is like, all right, how do I, how do I, you know, like, let's go with the script and, and how do we make this the best? Tony's the one who's like, script? <laughs> did, did, did somebody say script? Um, well, because that's we, that. <laughs> we focused a lot and, and rightfully so on the way that Jojo changed everybody else's life. And she did. Everyone she met was a different person um, by meeting her. And I felt like at the end, her life had been changed by cash. And that was the way, one way I could show it um, was that some, he was someone that she would not forget um, because he did have an, and you know, something, he meant something to her for sure. Well, I guess this might be a little bit spoilerish, but I was curious on uh, what, what the angels did specifically to the audience that captivated uh, them. And by doing so, weren't able to properly, divulge your whereabouts in some cases how, how, how did that how did that happen I, I you know i'm hoping al that you know you ask the three of us that question and the three of us would all have their own answers and and i think that's a little bit of what i'm hoping for from the audience is, okay is, you know that that and i i don't want to be vague about it. i want to get specific from from my perspective and i hope other people kind of venture and are vulnerable about their perspective yeah as well. um but you know like like i said um you know, my my background had, you know, there's a lot of, of religion that was about these kind of, you know, high octane dramatic miracles. Um, and, that, you know, like and then, you you know, part of my kind of journey or growth or trans transition or whatever was was trying to re trying to reimagine what that looks like um, and, and what what type of uh, miracles we can find in the everyday. Um, you know, how people can, you know, how, how we can be touched by each other um, and, and what these moments are of, of beauty and wonder that we can find in this world, whether it's through art, through accident, through traveling or whatever. So um, it takes on, you know, I think that the angels, I hope, have that kind of subjectivity to them where, you know, like we leave it to the audience. You know, it's a, it's a no budget, no frills feature. So if there's any impact and power in the film, it's because that audience person who's who's watching it is bringing their imagination to it and bringing their subjective hope and, and wonder okay. to that piece. So that's okay. kind of what those angels represent for me. It's like that, you know, which, what, what miracle you can bring just being in this universe. Wow, that, that was well said. Yeah, thank you. Um, now, the... Uh, I guess the the ending is a little open ended for a possible uh, sequel, uh, a follow up to the, the characters. Uh, how do you, how do you see it going? 
as a possible oh, sequel. Before he answers about the sequel stuff, did you get another house yet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm only I gotta kidding. I got to sell this one, Tony. I got to sell this one. My brother built, hey, my brother built this house, Tony. No kidding. <laughs> no, no kidding. He's gonna be pissed when I sell it to make yeah. a deal. <laughs> well, we're ready. <laughs> okay. You, uh, so it's 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 uh, in consideration. You you could continue the oh, story. Oh, we all love it. I think. I mean, we'd all love it, right? So this is you know yeah. we're all all of us are uh, all of us are artists. Um, but we're all artists, and we all I want to work with these two again. I'd love to. And and awesome. the way I I would imagine it, like I'd want to go back and forth in time okay um, you know there's there's a story of of cash um growing up and getting in the situation he's in and getting out of prison there's a story of of jojo you know being raised by samson and and you know that kind of catalyst moment that that puts her on this path um and then there's a story that happens after this film so there's a, there's a broad continuum and i think you know, we're, we're, I'm just trying to, you know, I've got a couple of kids that I'm raising here in, in, a, in Los Angeles uh, myself, and I got to answer the practical demands. But I think we're all trying to figure, to balance those practical demands and, and those creative ambitions. Um, so, you know, I'd, I'd love to get the resources to do a whole bunch. Um, all right. <laughs> awesome. Well, go ahead, you know, Rebecca. No, I was just going to say, you know, uh, Mitch, not so much in this interview, but other other places I've talked about, you know, being harsh, hard conditions and, you know, it was a low budget. But, you know, looking back, I had just had such a great time. I had such a great time filming. I don't know. I loved playing Jojo so much and working with Tony and all the other actors and Mitch um, and our wonderful DP that I, I don't look back and think, oh, wow, that was really hard. I just look back and think, what an amazing experience and what a beautiful oh. story we told. That's amazing. Mm. Absolutely, I, I totally, totally concur. And, and I do want to, I, I do want to piggyback off what Rebecca just said. Uh, you know, I know it's just from the cast, it's just her and me, and obviously Mitch uh, today. But you know, this cast was, it was, um, it was a really special cast in different ways. And lately, Mitch on uh, social media has been writing these little like dossiers about each actor, and and it's, it's just. You know, there was this, yeah, it was a beautiful connection on set, but getting back to the least the, the talent of these other actors that are not with us right now is they, they made us look better. They yeah. made us sound yeah. better. And they, they, you know, cause they talk about us and they, they talk about, and they're, you know, obviously this, they, they stuck to the script of what <laughs> Mitch wrote and, and they, the, you know, with in, in their own scenes that you know when they do speak about us or you know what you know the film in general they you know i mean the one guy that was in the bar um you know he had that, that line he says something about a um a two-bit con artist and and you know and the way he delivers that line though it's just it like, was good he it, was it's good. just so you know not that you want to judge a book by the cover but he definitely judged that book pretty damn well you know and that's you know obviously it's it starts with the script but you know he was such a phenomenal actor and you know everyone else that was involved with it i thought you know really brought their own thing and there was another actor that came on uh you know just the last minute in in, in, in you know in some kind of ways and he played basketball with mitch and i think he was probably one of the most least experienced actors 
And I'll tell you what, man, he brought it every single time he was on on set. And I was really impressed with his professionalism as well. You know, because Rebecca, you know, Rebecca's been doing this a long time. She's worked on really big sets on, you know, TV shows that we've all seen and heard of. And she's oh, yeah. And she's <laughs> been on that. She's been on, you know, I think for Rebecca coming down on an independent film that, you know, I don't want to say the budget, but it was uh, it was pretty low. Um, especially for what the, the, the film looks like. I mean, you would never guess the, the oh, budget yeah. judging on, you know, looking at, spectacular. You know, looking at the film. But I think Rebecca, you know, she is used to a, a, a much bigger set, I, I believe. And, you yeah. know, people with a lot, lot more credits involved in their whatever position they are on the film. And so I thought everyone really brought it. And, you know, the, the, I think that the thing with Mitch that I appreciated the most was, you know, that, you know, he is a sports guy. You know, I mean, he's a, and it's weird because he's such an athlete and he loves sports. But on the other side of that, you know, God doesn't really give people to, you know, see that you get the sports gene or the, you know, athletic or the creative gene, gene. Yeah. Or the creative gene. And right. you know, if, you've, if you've seen some of his paintings that he's painted, it's unbelievable. And I'm just like, you son of a bitch. How did you get, how did you get it both? <laughs> <laughs> and then he's got that smile and he's got that nice gray hair coming in now. He's, he's, we we probably a, gave it to him. Yeah. And he's a, one, yeah. he's a wonderful, he's a wonderful father and he, but he's a team player. And that's what really, you know, we both play sports and, you know, there was times when we kind of looked at each other on set, you know, like it's fourth quarter, you know, we got 10 seconds and we're down by two. Who's shooting the three? Like he gave me wow. those kind of looks on set. And, you know, they, it was pretty intense at times with him and me. Uh, you know, I don't know if the script had a part to do with it, but <laughs> we, um, we we realized that about each other is that we're both very competitive, one, and, but we both played, you know, organized team sports, and you have to know how to play off each other. Yes. Very good team effort. That's, like that's one, of, one of my favorite – one of my favorite scenes was was very tense between me and Tony – we were in this back alley of a church and we were losing light. Um, and, you know, so, so I'll j- just to jump into it. Um, it was, they were brutal working conditions from a time management and from, and also one of the things that you got to understand is like one of the things Tony pointed out is also from a personal space, right? Like he was staying in the back right room of my mom's house and I was in the left room of my mom's house. You know, Rebecca's at my mom's friend's. Teresa, who's adorable, but like they can't get away. You know, they can't decompress. They have to, they're putting their vulnerability on the line in front of camera. And then day in, day out, we're working these long days. And then I'm saying, hey, we need this scene, man. And Tony's like, well, you know what? Your script doesn't make sense here because I can't act anything that's not making sense. And And I looked at him and I was like, I didn't say this out loud, but I was like, shit, he's right. Wow. He's like, I already know this part, and I'm asking this question. I wouldn't do that, my character. And now we got crew. We're, lo- you know, like it's 15 minutes, and I did. I, I gave him. It, it was, it was like, hey, this is fourth quarter time. Like, I didn't. You, you don't have the script that you need. We have. We got maybe 10 more minutes of light. And he's like, all right, go. Like, and he kind of like, you owe me one. Like, you're giving everyone else time, and you didn't give my character time right now. And it's a gorgeous scene and he plays it and i've watched that scene a million times 
And I'm trying to see, is he betraying it with any of his own personal emotions about frustration? Never. If you watch that scene, that back alley, and it's a $10 million shot because back off, there's this crack house that's been burnt out. (laughs) There's a train that goes right through the tape. We had one take and and he killed it. And she has this lightness to her performance. And I was like, whoo, man, I didn't deserve that. No one deserves that type of grace and beauty in life. Um, thank you for wow. Well, guys, wow. Thank you so much. This has been incredible to talk about Los Angeles. Please tell us where we can find the film. Well, you can find it on Amazon. Please not only, you know, watch it, um, but also leave some comments because, you know, art doesn't mean anything until we hear from the audience. Um, and, and like we were talking about before, it's subjective film. It's, it's an indie film, so it needs your, your heart and support. Um, but I would be remiss if before we signed off, Al, I can kind of feel it wrapping up here. We talked about the actors. We talked about what a tough production. I mentioned my producing partner, Joe Brown, and I need to give yes. him tons of credits. But absolutely, there's a man and there's kind of a man, the central eye of the storm. And I, and that pun's intended. Um, John DeFazio, who shot this. Um, and John is not just a, a, a cinematographer. He is your the, DP a collaborator on this film. Um, the look, the beautiful look, you know, Tony says it doesn't look like a low budget film. And that whole look is because of John DeFazio. Um, there's beauty painted frame by frame, um, because of that man. And just talk, you you know, Tony talked about trust with Rebecca. There's that trust that all of us had with John because we knew we were in good hands with John DeFazio. So I just want to make sure we get, go ahead. There are literally moments in the film when I, when I watched it, where I was like, I can't believe he caught that. Like I, I, we did it and it's like, I didn't even, I was like, well, hopefully someone does because I'm just doing whatever I'm doing. And he caught, he caught it. He caught every yeah. little nuance I did. And a lot of it was, you know, not, you know, because I'm not just here. I'm, I'm doing signs. I'm doing other things. And he caught everything. He's just, he's amazing. That is yeah, awesome. I would, yeah. I would, I would say without John, uh, we don't have Los Angeles playing on Amazon. That's right. Right now. You know, wow. Yes, and I alluded to that cinematography. Yeah. Yes, you did. And yeah, so. I, I appreciated you you saying it early because you did say it was a beautifully shot film. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. That, guy, that guy is everything. So now we know the source of that. So thank you so much, everyone. This has been incredible. Yes. Rebecca, I love having you on. You were recently on Station 19 as Melly Wyatt, the uh, I guess the drug <laughs> user uh, in that uh, amazing guest star episode. Oh, thank you. Congratulations so much. on. Uh, phenomenal performance in that episode thank you thank you i appreciate that was a lot of fun (laughs) absolutely and and tony you you got some great uh you know co-star guest star credits rookie swat zolly and isles animal kingdom yeah Uh, which which one of which one of those yeah which one of those tv uh performances is something that you're most proud of oh most proud of uh, the rookie for sure the rookie Um, at selby what's that that's Selby, your character Selby. Oh yeah, I guess that was his name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't look at scripts, Al. He's like, I just read the script, but I'm sure it was great. <laughs> um, no, only because you know, and I and I'm completely serious when I say this. Uh, you know, all those other ones I've had fun with, and you know, everything I remember, everything, everything I do because I had to work to get it, and I value every every opportunity anybody's ever given me. Uh, on a film but with the rookie you know it was one of these things where 
you know, you do this audition and you have a gun in your hand and, you know, I totally effed up on my first take in the audition where I made the sound with my, you know, I had put the gun out and I was like, Psh! and I was like, wait a second, can we redo this, please? <laughs> an audition. And they're like, and they laughed and they're like, yeah, you know, and I, I got the part. But the thing that I was most proud of is, you know, they, this guy, you know, the, the gun wrangler, he walks up to me and he hands me a gun. You know, it's an AR-15. And I've never... I'm not a gun person. I've, you know, I've never shot uh, AR-15 in my entire life. And, you know, the amount of, you know, responsibility that he had just given me, you know, was, and I, you know, obviously we, everything was fine. Nobody, you know, nothing happened, you know, of course, but uh, it was one of those moments where I was just like, oh my God, like this is a, you know, it was a real AR-15 and, um, you know, there's blanks and it's, you know, live fire and, you know, but it was one of those, and it was like two days in a row and I fired, I don't know how many bullets or blanks I fired out of that gun, but it was uh, very uh, intense. And, but there was just a low loads amount of responsibility. The moment he walked away and, you know, I have that in my hand and I will never forget it. Um, but, you know, when I was done after the first, you know, take or two, the, the gun wrangler came up to me. He goes, damn, boy, are you sure you never shot a gun like this? And I was like, yeah, no, I never have. He goes, well, damn, you, you sure look like you did. And I said, I watched Rambo. Many times. <laughs> there you go. And, yeah. Of course, but, you got to yeah. be really careful with all the news going on with Alec Baldwin and Rust, of course. But uh, looks like you handled it very well. Well, and, you know, the, the you know, I was working with professionals and, uh, yeah. you know, and we treated it. Uh, as such, and then some, you know. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, thank you, Tony, for uh, yeah talking about that. So, so thank you so much, everybody. Mitch, thank Rebecca, you, Tony. Um, before let's go, if you us. could throw out a promo. Let us know who you are. A plug for Los Angeles, and let us know you're on Below the Belt show. Uh, since we're in the holiday season, the holiday catchphrase: Merry Christmas, whatever you want at the end. Awesome. Go ahead. Rebecca, yeah. you first. Oh, Wait, oh, me yeah, first? No, first? Now yeah. I forgot what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, okay. Hi, I'm Rebecca Kennedy. You can see our film Los Angeles now on Amazon. And officially tonight, starting tomorrow, it will be on Prime. So you don't even have to pay anything. You can watch it for free. Please leave a review if you love it. If you don't, don't. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you, can still, <laughs> you can still leave a review if you'd like. But especially if you love it, tell your friends. Uh, thank you so much, Al, for having us on Below the Belt, and hope everyone has a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> All right, Tony I'll, and I'll, Mitch? I'll, I'll go. I'll let the director uh, send us off. Uh, hi, my name's Anthony Bonaventura. I play Cash in the film Los Angeles, directed by Mitch Temple, uh, starring Rebecca Kennedy and myself and uh, loads of other talent. Uh, I want to say thank you to Al Soto for having us on Below the Belt to talk about this truly, truly independent film. And if you support independent film in any kind of way, please uh, check it out. As Rebecca said on Amazon, it'll be on Amazon prime, I guess at midnight, I think. Mm -hmm. And uh, thank you so much for listening. And I hope you enjoy the show. That's beautiful. All Thanks. right. I'm Mitch Temple. I'm, I'm the writer, director, and producer of Los Angeles. I was lucky enough to work with these two beautiful people. Rebecca Kennedy is Jojo, um, Tony Bonaventura, as you say, Al, uh, as Cash. Um, <laughs> it, is, it is available on, on um, 
Yeah, Amazon, like Rebecca said, please watch it, but also please let us know what you thought of it. Um, your opinion and, and perspective deeply matters and completes the art. So, Al, thank you for having us on Below the Belt because, um, it's our pleasure. as I mentioned before this call started, you know, it's not a perfect film, but it's got heart, but it takes people with heart um, to give it a look and, and to give it some appreciation, Al. So, deeply appreciate you. Happy holiday season to you, and, and thanks to everyone else who makes Below the Belt happen. Nice. Thank you so much. Happy holidays, oh, yes. everyone. The great, it's a great Christmas, Christmas movie. It's a, it's a feel-good movie. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's, a, it's, a great, it's a great holiday film. It's a great feel-good movie if, you, if you're looking for that. Yeah. Cool. Christmas Angels, right? Christmas <laughs> Angels. Get Albert, you marketing. Ah, there you go. Put the angel on the, on the cover. There, you go. there we go. Right. Thank you so much. You guys have a great night. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thank you so Merry much. Christmas. Right, Thanks bye -bye. for having us. Love you guys. Love you, Mitch. Love you, Rebecca. Love you. Bye-bye.